This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in roughly 45 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? It's very good, Bryce. Uh, Very glad to be with you again. Again? Again. So often. I know, I know. Twice a week, every week. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But anyway, luckily we're not getting sick of each other just yet. No, no. And to see us not get sick of each other in person, make sure you have permanent market, get that black Sharpie out and write it in your diaries. Melbourne, 23rd of October. Sydney, 29th of October. Be there or miss out. Or B-square, as they say. Yes. 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 So welcome to the show. If you're new to the show, welcome to our journey of investing. And I guess welcome to the community of Equity Mates. Uh, Super excited to have you joining the show. And yeah, please come along and and join us at our live shows. They're going to be awesome. Now, Ren, being one of the last episodes of the month and being the traditionalists that we are, sticking to form and format, we're going to be doing an Ask Us Anything for the month of September now, we've had to cut down the number of questions this time because there have just been so many of them coming in. And I guess the good news is that a lot of them are being answered on our Facebook discussion group. So if you do have any questions and you would like the opinions of others, not just Ren and myself, then jump into Equity Mates discussion group and, and ask your questions there because the conversations and opinions that are over there at the moment are fantastic. So... A great resource if we don't get the opportunity to answer your question because we don't get around to it as often as we would l- like. Yes, but look, we're also in the discussion group, so we may yes. answer your questions. Yes. It uh, it feels like we're slowly automating ourselves out of a job, though. I mean, that's not a bad thing, this is, is it? This is the, uh, <laughs> the innovator's dream, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a few questions, Ren. The first one that I want to kick off with, and I'll ask you this one, Coming in from a listener, very simple. Well, depends how you want to answer it. What happened to book club? (laughs) (laughs) Are you asking me 
uh, is that insinuating that like I'm responsible for killing it? No, I didn't. I haven't. I haven't said we. I didn't say we killed it. Did you just make it official that uh, we killed it? Well, we haven't been doing it. It's because you still haven't finished the last book. <laughs> uh, look, Guilty. <laughs> I think we we tried to do book club for a while. We. I mean, we're still a reading, um, but it probably wasn't the best content to listen to us talk about the book on air, especially if people hadn't read along with us. But even if people had read along with us, it's probably not very interactive to listen to us talk about the book. So we made an editorial decision to park it. Park it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, if, if you want it back, then by all means, let us know. If you'd like us to discuss books that we're reading in some form, then let us know. But for the moment, book club's parked. Yeah, I think, look, I think there may be a different way to do it. Maybe not on the pod, but something else. Maybe the blog once we once we quit and commit and can do this full time and actually have some proper time to dedicate mm, to it. Maybe you can uh, live stream on Facebook your thoughts about books. Or maybe live stream me reading the book. Oh, not bad, yeah. not bad. Not yeah, out yeah, loud, yeah. just no, no, literally no, me not. reading yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you turn a page, people at home can also turn a page? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fast readers can go with you, well, medium to slow can go with me. It's really good that you um, <laughs> mouth out every word so then people can kind of tell what you're reading as they're watching the live I sound stream. It, I sound it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> but look, to placate people out there who are disappointed that Book Club is done, I'll let people know what I'm reading at the moment because I reckon it's a pretty good book and it's highly topical at the moment. It's called Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber by Mike Isaac. It's a good book. It's a it's a really good retelling of the Uber story. Anything new though? There, Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that you kind of knew but you didn't – you didn't know the detail of. Yeah. So like the <laughs> the the party when they hit ten billion ten billion in revenue, revenue. Yeah. was full on. He like <laughs> it was like in Vegas for a week and Whoa. did all this like crazy stuff, just went all out, um, just spent so much money. Finish I think it was twenty five million dollars for the party when what? all was said and done for all Uber employees. And, and it, the the final performance was Beyonce did a performance for just for Uber employees, like what? a private performance. And to get Beyonce to perform, they paid her $6 million in Uber stock that uh, like had doubled in value by the end of the year. So Jay-Z and Beyonce doing all right for themselves. Oh, my God. But I think a, a, a good story is just – we we all know that Uber grew in the face of a lot of opposition from regulators and yeah. governments and stuff like that. The the way that they managed to keep their drivers from getting fined and stuff was this like crazy black ops operation which included like ex FBI and CIA and NSA personnel essentially identifying police officers, regulators, transport officials and stuff like that, creating a fake version of the app. So when these regulators were trying to order Ubers to then find the drivers, these like this black ops team had like identified them and they were showing them like a fake version of the app and their rides kept getting cancelled and so they were never able to catch a driver to find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full on. Like it's a it's a really interesting story. That is amazing. Yeah and wow. 
it's one of those books that, that reads very easily yeah, um, yeah. and tells a good story. So that's what I'm reading at the moment. Do recommend it. Uber's share price is down almost 30% from its high yeah. since going public. So Uber's story is still definitely being told. It's an it's an interesting in an interesting situation at the moment, but even though we're not doing book club on air, we uh, we're still reading and if you want to read along with us, uh, that's what I'm reading at the moment. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I might get on that. Yeah, do it. We'll put it on our website, on our books page, and uh, if you're interested as well. Are we bringing Book Club back? <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. No, no, it's parked, it's parked. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Ren's book bits and you can give us a quick snap. Oh, just of, like that. Just, just one, one story. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll Once see. a month. <laughs> no, but you have to do it as well. Yeah, true. What are you reading? Uh, I actually am revisiting Ray Dalio's Principles at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, and there's a few of those... Investor reports that Daniel Want has actually sent through to us. I don't know if you've read them, but uh, for listeners of the show way back, Daniel Want was a a systems economics investor. Uh, Um, Complex adaptive systems. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and very smart man. And he, he, I think uh, Prerequisite Capital is the name of his, his fund. And he has some incredibly detailed but enlightening investor reports that he's been releasing. So I've been... Spending my time falling asleep to those at night. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we uh, maybe we look at getting him back on the pod at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway, this is not a let's reminisce about old episodes. This is an ask yes. us anything. So what's next? I'll ask you the next question. It comes in from a listener, Jordan. Their question is that we, we use the term portfolio a lot and yep. it's used a lot in investing literature. And their question is, what does that actually mean? Does it mean money invested across all platforms, you know, if you've got multiple brokerage accounts, is that collectively your portfolio or is each of those individual accounts a separate portfolio? I mean, it can mean both. The way that I view a portfolio is in total. So if I have three different brokers, each with a different sum of money, I classify my portfolio as the total sum of all of the brokers together. I also include cash in my portfolio when I'm when I'm talking about investments. But you might hear people talk about property portfolio. You might hear them talk about equities portfolio. So sometimes people classify their portfolio based on the asset type. Generally speaking, though, from my point of view, it's it's your total total sum of of assets. I don't know how you think about it, Ren. Yeah, I think of it as a total as well. I'm trying to think of an analogy of like another term that you know can sort of mean the each thing singularly or each thing collect or everything collectively i can't think of a good analogy at the moment yeah but but yeah portfolio is really just shorthand for all of your investments yeah yeah pretty straightforward okay ren so uh this question coming in from a listener wanting to know what is a good podcast episode to listen to regarding selecting companies to invest in they've got a bit of cash sitting there at the moment in Vanguard and uh, they're looking to invest a bit more as well. So I think the first thing to say is that we we don't give investment advice. So no episode will tell you a good company to invest in. But in terms of building the skills and the tools to find your own good companies to invest in, I mean, can, can I say every episode? <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, to, narrow, to narrow it down a bit, to uh, give you a little bit less to listen to, we did, I think it was a three-part series on 
the ch- checklist in the book Buffettology. Yeah. I think we called the episodes How to Think Like Warren Buffett. Yeah. Episodes 46 to 48 or something, so- somewhere in the mid-40s there. And essentially, I mean, you could actually read the book. It's a cracking book as well. But essentially, it provides a checklist of factors to 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 find a good company, essentially. Yeah. Now, you may- Factors used by Buffett. According to the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The author is his sister. No. Is, isn't daughter? it? Daughter. Daughter-in-law. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who was divorced from Buffett's son when she wrote the book. This is becoming a book club episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, look, the checklist is good regardless of if Buffett uses it or he doesn't. And it just essentially is hallmarks or factors of companies that are generally good investments. They, they relate to both the growth prospects of the company and then also the price that you're paying for the company. So that's probably going to be the best place to start. And and also the listener here makes comment that they have no faith in picking companies bar the ASX three hundred. Now, if that's the case, I would go and listen to our ETF episodes with Beta Shares as well because we did a bit of a deep dive in some of the thematic ETFs that were out there at the yeah. time. So if you don't have confidence in picking one company, uh, continue on the vibe of Vanguard and what you're doing at the moment, and just expand your reach. You can make a lot of money never picking a company. Yes. Yes. All right, one for you. This is a technical one, and it's a good question because I reckon people will be wor- will have worried about it. We often get questions about ETFs and how they function. So this is in that vein. If someone buys an ETF and the ETF price drops to zero, does that mean that you've lost your money? Or that the assets that the ETF holds still have value, and you may you will still receive, you know, dividends or yield or whatever from the underlying asset. So we grabbed this question from Facebook because it was getting a bit of heat. Thought we would address it. So if the ETF drops to zero, it means that all of your underlying assets essentially have dropped to zero as well, because the price of the ETF is not driven by supply and demand like a traditional stock. Because they're open-ended, it means that the supply is always going to be there and you're just going to be uh, – that the ETF provider just makes more and more units available in the fund. So if more and more supply comes in, it's it's not the reason that the stock is going up. The reason that your stock price is moving is due to the underlying assets or the, the companies within that ETF. So to answer the question, if the ETF stock price does hit zero, then unfortunately, yes, you, you've lost your money you won't receive payment from any of the underlying assets because they will be zero as well. And that would be a phenomenal experience to go through. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think to play that out with a worked example, just to make it really clear what we mean. So a normal stock, if there's only sellers, no one is looking to buy it, then all these sellers will keep trying to sell at lower and lower prices and then if some people are buying intermittently at lower and lower prices, the price will continue to fall. I mean, potentially it could hit zero completely if people are giving away the stock for free. But, you know, in theory, it would hit 0.01 just based on the supply and demand dynamics, regardless of how the underlying company is doing. 
That's not how the ETF works. If there's everyone is just trying to sell the ETF, it's not like they have to match that with buyers. Instead, the ETF provider actually becomes the market maker. When you sell it, they give you your cash and then they destroy that unit of the ETF and then there's just less units existing of the ETF. And so in theory, everyone could sell the units of the ETF. The ATF provider would give cash to the people that sold it and they would just destroy all those units. And so for the people that were still holding the ATF, the price would remain the same. Unaffected, yeah. Yeah, so it's open-ended, as Bryce said, and that removes that supply and demand dynamic that you see with prices. Mm, Good question, though. Yeah, very good, yeah. So to wrap it up, Ren, this this is also a good one coming in. Do we know or have an opinion on any NZSX ETFs on the Australian Stock Exchange? So firstly, NZSX. I assume New Zealand market. Yep. Uh, it potentially could just be NZX as well, I think is how you see it written. So my opinion on the New Zealand market is that the New Zealand top 50 is up 24.4% year to date. So how many on the on the the exchange do we know? Uh didn't look. 51. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it could be it could just be that 50, but if it's up <laughs> almost 25% in 9 months or 10 months, great. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I mean, look, it's the same as any other market really. New Zealand is obviously a smaller country than Australia and then some of the other countries that we talk about, but the analysis is the same. Um what what do the companies do? Uh, is the economy strong? Do we think there's opportunity for that country to grow? I think New Zealand, you look at it in some ways, it's trying to take advantage of similar big trends that Australia is in the agricultural space especially. But look, if, if any market is up 25% in less than a year, then my opinion of it is it's obviously doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. That property market's been booming as well. So like the agricultural industry, I think there's another great investing opportunity in New Zealand that we always kind of forget about when we talk internationally. The All Blacks? <laughs> what do you mean? The rugby team. Yeah. They're world beaters. They are world beaters. What's the investing opportunity? New Zealand. Oh, right, right, right. I thought you were going to give us an investing <laughs> no, opportunity. No, no, I'm saying we don't often consider New Zealand as when we discuss- You don't. Globe- oh, I've never heard you talk about it. <laughs> But in terms of what is available on the ASX, I haven't come across anything that's directly uh, New Zealand related. There would be an surely there'd be an ETF. I haven't seen anything. There you go. Maybe that's our opportunity. <laughs> and I know every single a- ETF on the ASX. <laughs> so hit, hit me with a question about ETF, and I'll give you a ticker. Well, that brings us to Pakistan top one hundred ETF, PKA, uh, India top ten ETF, IND. Jeez, you're good. <laughs> I mean, keep them coming. I can do this all afternoon. <laughs> so, Ren, that brings us to the end of our Ask Us Anything for September. As we said, we we just chose a few this time because there's so many coming in that. Uh, these episodes just could carry on for a few days. So we're, we're really trying to grow the the Facebook group. The conversations and questions coming through that at the moment are, are really good and cover a, a huge spectrum of all things investing and, and quite a variety of, of levels as well. So don't be afraid to ask us through through that forum. Yeah, so I guess, Ren, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll chat next week and also if you haven't already put in time 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. 23rd and 29th for 
Melbourne and Sydney, respectively. We're going to be doing a live show in conjunction with Finomize. So yeah. stay tuned. So if you don't have Facebook and so you can't ask us a question on the discussion group, you could come to the live show and ask us in person. Yes, absolutely, Ren. That's probably a better option, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, Because then we can't shy away from it. And say, yeah, well, and say maybe no. you could ask us in person and if you don't like our answer, then you could savage us on the Facebook group <laughs> afterwards. True, <laughs> true. Please rate and review the show. It goes a long way uh, and we would appreciate your support with that. So uh, we'll leave it there, Ren, and we'll chat next week. Sounds good. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.